Amen. Yung pulpit po is very intimidating. Ano? Taas eh. <laughs> Sabi po, may tungtungan ako eh. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's, uh, I'm glad to be here and blessed to be here. Uh, thank you very much, Church and uh, Pastor Sam, Sister Jay, for giving me this uh, very generous and kind opportunity to be a part of your evangelistic conference for this year. And um, thank you for the choir for singing. Sa mga special numbers, napakagaling po nung quartet kanina. <laughs> what a blessing. <laughs> Opo. Para, uh, sa lahat po ng version ng Just One More Soul, that was the best one so far na napakinggan ko. <laughs> and David encouraged himself, di ba? Sabi ng Bible. <laughs> um, Good to see all of you. Marami pong, ito pong church na to, sabi nga, uh, just like what I have said last Wednesday, um, it's hard to say no in this church. Uh, we were scheduled to come to the States on July, the whole family, but um, the church sent an invitation for us to be a part of the evangelistic conference. So my wife said, go. Palagay ko po, umanap lang siya ng reason para to get rid of me. Um, but I miss my family. And um, thank you po. Once again, thank you for the invitation. And um, I'm glad and blessed to see you all again. So, and thank you, Brother Chris, sa sinabi mo kanina. It was a blessing. You said, uh, God did not give you a voice, but God gave you a heart. And um, in reality, mga kapatid, it's not really the ability. It's the heart. Opo. Opo. Kaya sabi ng Panginoon, My son, give me thine heart in the book of Proverbs. That's what he said. That's what he required uh, from his son. Not the ability, but the heart. My son, give me thine heart. But um, tonight I'm tasked to preach and uh, the message, or this afternoon the message po, ay, uh, it's, very un it's, uh, it's unusual. It's unusual message for evangelistic conference. But I uh, still pray that... Um, God would uh, use his word to bless us uh, this afternoon. Medyo alanganin po yung schedule ko, kakakain na po. We have a saying in the Philippines na tayo pong mga Baptist, mga baluga po tayo eh. Ano po? Eh, pagkakain, inaantok. <laughs> Ganyan po kami sa church. But um, uh, let's go on and uh, let's go ahead and um, um, study the word of God. If you have your Bibles with you. Please turn your Bibles in the book of Psalms, chapter 126. Book of Psalms, chapter 126. And I would like to thank Pastor Ilupre for the message last night. It was a great message. And um, saludo po ako sa mga Filipino missionaries na nagpupunta sa Southeast Asia. Um, it's not an easy task. Um, I've been to Cambodia and... Um, I thought God was calling me there. Nagpunta po ako dun eh. I preached in a, in a conference there and I thought God was calling me there. Pero pag uwi ko po ng Pilipinas, I realized na hindi ko yata kaya. Ano, uh, I don't know, but I'm still open. If God would call me there, I would go. Pero hindi pa po kasi tapos yung promise ko sa Panginoon sa Kaloocan City. I, God and I, I, we have a, I have a vow, commitment to the Lord. Um, I'm praying to the Lord Use me, allow the church family to start 10 churches uh, sa area po namin ng Kaloocan. 
and uh, helped me build a church, building for the church family. And then I'm ready to go. If you want me to go to the province, if you want me to go foreign mission, I'll go. Um, so, and we're close, mga kapatid. Salamat. Thank you for all your prayers. Um, by far, we are in the ninth church, and uh, we're looking forward as I go back. Um, probably end of September or first week of October, I will be working on starting the 10th church. So please pray for us. And uh, in behalf of some of our pastors, uh, thank you for supporting the ministry. Presently, po, you're, uh, you're supporting three of our pastors. Pastor Isaiah Legaspina, Pastor Ariel Iguac, and Pastor Jeremy Arandela. So you're supporting them right now. So thank you very much po, in behalf of them. All right, Psalms 126. Uh, we'll read the whole chapter beginning in verse 1 down through verse 6 if uh, you found your place. Uh, please stand with me if you're able. Para medyo pampababa pa ng kinain. Amen. And uh, I will read. Uh, please follow along with your eyes. The Bible says, When the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us. Thereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that saw in tears shall reap in joy. Verse 6, He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Tayo po ay, uh, let's look to the Lord in prayer. Our gracious God and Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your people that are present in this very hour. Lord, you have a plan for us. Lord, we've been praying for this service, so Lord, we are asking, we are begging for your presence. Without you, this service would be meaningless. So Lord, please work in our hearts. Don't pass us by. I pray that you would speak into individual hearts this afternoon. And uh, to us as a church, I pray that you would challenge us. You would rebuke us. You would remind us and use your word to do that. And Lord, I pray that you hide me behind your cross. And Lord, I am, uh, I am limited. I am unlearned. Please help my, my broken English. And I pray, Lord, that you would get all the glory, honor, and praise out of this message. And may it help our relationship with you. May it help our endeavor to win the lost for Christ. In this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Before we go on and study this uh, chapter, let me read Psalms chapter 137, verse 1 through 4. Uh, ito po ang sabi ng Bible. By the rivers of Babylon... There we sat down, yea, we wept. When we remembered Zion, we hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For there they that carried us away captive required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us a mirth, saying, 
Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Let me give you a little background of these chapters. Yung pong, uh, chapter 126 and chapter 137. Um, these chapters are inseparable. Ito po ay uh, magkasunod na, na, na pangyayari. Psalms 137, they were in Babylonian captivity. And uh, Psalms 126 is after the 70 years captivity in Babylon. So ito po ay uh, magkasunod. Ano po. Though they were not in chronological order, kasi po 126 was after captivity, and 130 or 137 was during captivity, and 126 was after captivity. So I know it's not chronolo in chronological order, it would, uh, um, but it could be that the inspiration to write the story in Psalms 126 was given first before the story in Psalms 137. So it's just, uh, it's, it's as simple as that. The psalmist said they wanted us to sing a song, and we said, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? That was in chapter 137 in Babylon. So the Babylonians were requiring, were asking the Israelites to sing for them a song, to entertain them. Sing for us a song of Zion, your native language. Sing in your native language. Uh, sing, sing one of your songs. But, uh, but the Israelites, they said, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? So simple application is that it is really hard to sing the Lord's song in a place and in a state of carnality. Because you know Babylon. That's the world. It speaks of the world. It pictures the world. And for us Christians, it's really hard to sing the Lord's song in a place and in the state of carnality, in the place and in the state of unfaithfulness. That's hard to do. Because they were in Babylon because of their disobedience. They were in Babylon because of their apathy. They were in Babylon because they turned their backs on God. So they were in disobedience. They were in a state of unfaithfulness. And these people were asking them to sing the Lord's song. And they said, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? And then it also means that serving the Lord should be done in proper place, mga kapatid. Amen? It should be done in proper place or proper state of spirituality. Proper relationship with the Lord, I should say. Proper motive and proper desire. Let me add, mga kapatid, let me add brothers and sisters uh, that there is a proper way of serving the Lord. Yes, there is a proper way of serving the Lord as long as there are absolutes, what we call absolutes, good intentions are not necessarily correct. Tama po ba? As long as there are absolutes, good intentions are not necessarily correct. Example, example, biblical example. Do you remember Abel, not Pastor Abel and Cain. You remember Abel and Cain? Yep, both of them. Both of them offered a sacrifice before God. And judging their actions, both wanted to offer worship. Is that correct? Right. Both of them wanted to offer worship. Why then is Cain rejected? If both of them wanting to offer worship, why then is Cain rejected? Why was the offering of Cain rejected? It's because he offered an improper offering. Right? Meaning to say there's a right way of worshiping the Lord. There's a right way of serving the Lord. 
Good intentions are not enough. It must align with the absolutes of God. It must align with the precepts of God. It must align with the will of God. There's proper way of serving and worshiping the Lord. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 15, verse 8. These people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Jesus himself, he said that. Now let's go back to our text now. That's the story in uh, chapter 137. It's connected with 126. Chapter 137, they were in Babylon. 126, they're out of Babylon. So let's go back now to our text. I just wanted to see some of the considerations why 126 was written. That's why I, uh, I mentioned 137. Verse 1, it says here, When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. And let me first say that uh, uh, um, to open our, our passage, 126, let me say that God can take us out of captivity. 137, they were in captivity. 126, they were out of captivity. So let me say that God can take us out of captivity. For 70 years, they served in a strange land. For 70 years, they were held captive by the mighty Babylonians. But now they were free. And just like our song, thank God I am free, diba? Thank God I am free, free, free. Let me say that God has the power to set anyone free from anything that holds them captive. However strong that sin is, God is able. However long you've been suffering in that bondage, God is able to set you free. Opo. Now, as you look at the Christians today, not because they're living in sin means they enjoy it. No, remember what the Bible says, the way of transgressors is hard. Because as long as you are a Christian, the Holy Spirit resides in you and the Holy Spirit fights within. And it's a struggle whether to obey the Spirit or to obey the flesh. And it, it, makes us, it, it's, it gives us a hard, a hard time, hard life, mga kapatid. But again, let's move on. It, Notice in verse 1, verse 4, and verse 6, the word again. It's mentioned three times. So hermeneutics, uh, the, art of, the, the art of interpreting the Bible, the study and the art of interpreting the Bible, hermeneutics, when a word is mentioned over and over again, it is putting a great emphasis on that word. Um, so in verse 1, verse 4, in verse 6, verse 1, when the Lord turned again, verse 4, turn again, verse 6, shall doubtless come, Again, the word again was uh, mentioned here um, three times. The word again implies that there was something that already took place. Kasi kaya nga uulitin eh. Kasi may nangyari na. Uulitin lang. So again, ano? something already took place. Something that has happened to us and it can be good or it can be bad. And we know the history of Israel. They will worship God and God will bless them. And then at some point, they will, they will disobey God. They will turn their back to God. And then God will punish them. They will again be captives um, to someone. And, um, and then they would pray again. Sabi nga, di ba? If my people would uh, uh, humble themselves and seek my face and pray and turn themselves from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. At kapag yung mga, when the Israelites prayed again to God, sincere prayers, God would hear. God would listen. 
and God would save them. God would rescue them again. And let me say that, that that's how we should, uh, um, that's what we should be praying for. Kasi before this will happen, mga kapatid, before being a disciple will happen to you, you must be freed from all bondage. It's hard to be a disciple when you are in bondage. It's hard to be a disciple when, uh, when you're in chain. Parang yung message natin last Wednesday, di ba? It's hard to do that. It's hard to work freely. It's hard to do, it's hard to do what, uh, what you desire when you are in bondage, when you are held captive. And that's what we should be praying for, that the Lord would turn again, turn our life back to Him again, that He would uh, show Himself mighty in our church again, that His glory would rest in our church again. Don't you miss that? Don't you miss that? That the power of God is evident in every lives of the members of this church. I long for that, mga kapatid. Yes. Even in the Philippines, I long to see that to our church members. Na alam mong yung bawat mana ng palataya is controlled by the Holy Spirit of God. Kasi before we can function as God as how God wanted us to be, we must be free from this bondage. And we should be praying for that, mga kapatid. We should be praying for that, that God would set us free, that His glory would rest in our church again, that He would use our lives back and restore the sweetness of our relationship with Him. And let me say, He can do that. He has the power to do that. And then, this verse was, uh, this passage is open with the word, When? When? When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, it says when, not if. It says when, not if. The word when um, implies the sureness of the writer. It means it will happen. It will happen. It's just a matter of time, not if. Kasi pag sinabi mong if, it may happen and it may not. So there's a doubt if, if, the, if it's going to happen, there's no, it's not 100% sure that it's going to happen if you use the word if, but it's, the word that is used is, is when. So you will just wait for uh, God's timing. It's just a matter of time and God will do it. So when, the sureness, the sureness is implied here by the writer. It's not if, uh, it's not if, if God can, it is God can. The word when tells us that it is just a matter of time. So let me say, mga kapatid, pray and then you wait for God's timing. You wait, you wait for you pray for deliverance, and then you wait for God's timing. If you really wanted to be a disciple, you pray to the Lord that God would free you from all the bondage of sin. It's hard to be that. It's hard to be that when you are enchained into something. Now, verse 2, it says here, I let me read verse 2 and 3. Then was our mouth filled with laughter. And our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great, done great things for us. Whereof we are glad. In verse 2, you notice this. The Lord hath done great things for them. Is the Babylonians saying, The Lord has done great things for you. And then in verse 3, The Lord hath done great things for us. It's the, God's people telling each and everyone, or telling each other, the Lord has done great things for us. Now the point is, when the Lord works, it will be very evident. 
when God frees you from that sin, your life will suddenly change. And it will be evident. Alam nyo po ba, um, do you know why, I mean, we don't fall in love with Jesus or we don't leave sin because we know it's wrong. Do you know that? We do not get out of sin. We do not live sin. Live up. Oh, hindi natin, ano ba, tama ba yung sinabi ko? Live, iniwan, ano? Oo. Hey, help me out, ha? Be patient with me, mga kapatid. Kadarte ko lang po noong Tuesday. <laughs> help me out, help me out. Um, uh, we, don't, we don't get out of sin uh, because we know sin is wrong. No. Kasi kung knowledge of sin lang, na alam mong mali, and you would get out, automatically you would get out of it, why then are a lot of people still living in sin? If knowledge of sin would free you, would free you or would, would help you get out of sin, why are there still people, even Christians, living in sin? Alam niyo po ba what would help you get out of sin? It's falling in love with Jesus. Kasi you will find, when you fall in love with Jesus, you would find out that there is a better life. You get out of sin because you know there is something better. Opo. You don't get out of sin dahil mali yan, hindi. Because you found a new way of life and it's better. And it's satisfying. It's fulfilling. So that's why you get out of sin. Now, ito po, very evident ito. Sabi niya, uh, sorry po, natatagalog ako. They said, the Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us. It will be very evident when the Lord turn again the captivity of Zion. Um, that is what we need today as a church. That is what we need today as an individual believer. That is what we need this, this year's evangelistic endeavor. That's what we need today, the work of God. The evident work of God upon our lives as an individual and the great work of God upon us as a church collectively. That's what we need today. What, that's what we need this year. That the Lord would do great things for us personally and for our church. And if it is the Lord who does things, it will be very evident. It's undeniable. People cannot deny that. Even the Babylonians, they notice it. Uh, the Lord had done great things for them. So it is so great that the evidence would be undeniable. Ang mangyayari po Christians will have desire. When the Lord works upon our lives, Christians would have, desire, would have a desire, deep desire, and then in a, as a byproduct of it, souls will get saved. Opo, maraming mga mailalapit tayo sa Panginoon. When the Lord do great things for us, uh, we should be glad. That's uh, what the Bible says. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Uh, this is the result of the work of God in our lives. When the Lord do great things, uh, it will produce gladness in our hearts. It will produce gladness in our church. This is a holy gladness. That's what I'm talking about. This is a holy gladness. It is the gladness that sings of the name of the Lord. It is the gladness that brings us to our knees in reverence and prayer towards the Almighty God. It is the gladness that constrains us to give uh, God the best of our ability and fitting gifts for Him. It is the gladness that makes us want to serve God more. It is the gladness that gives us the desire to know Him more and get closer and closer to Him. It will be very evident. 
in our lives. And then verse 4, it says here, Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. So sa verse 4 po, mga kapatid, um, actually, this, uh, this, this is answered, ano? This, itong sinasabi nila dito, this was answered already because they were free from, from the Babylonian captivity. God turned their captivity. Now the question is, what do we think is the reason why God freed them? And I think the answer is in uh, verse 5 and 6. And our study starts here. <laughs> Opo. Um, don't worry, I won't keep you long. I'm running out of English na po. <laughs> Opo. Um, uh, just give me a few more minutes and uh, we'll be done. Um, but then, I think the reason is in verse 5 and 6. It, in verse 5, it says here, They that saw in tears shall reap in joy. They that saw in tears shall reap in joy. Iba kapag ka nagpipray ka, the reason why you're praying is because you want answers. Don't pray when you don't want answer. Kasi parang suntok sa buwan po yun. You're like beating in the air. When you pray, you have a mark. When you pray, you have a goal. So of course, you... Prayer and faith is intertwined. You cannot, you cannot separate them. But again, uh, the Bible says, they that saw in tears shall reap in joy. And I want you to mark this in your Bible and underline in tears. To those, to those who does that, yung mga nagmamark sa Bible, nagsusulat, um, you mark that in your Bible, you underline in tears. Let me ask you a few questions. When was the last time you saw a preacher in tears? When was the last time that you saw the spiritual leaders of our church in tears? It says here, they that saw in tears. When was the last time that you saw a Christian in tears? Let me get more personal. When was the last time you were in tears? And in verse 6 it says, and weep it. They that saw in tears. And then in verse 6, and weep it. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 4, it says, A time to weep. It mentioned there, a time to weep, a time to mourn. And let me say that that time is now. As we approach this evangelistic um, conference, mga kapatid, let me submit to you, now is the time to weep. I'm not talking about emotionalism, neither a promoter of it, hindi po. I'm not talking about shallow sentimentality. I'm talking about the weeping that is caused by our brokenness for the loss. That's what I'm talking about. It is a sad truth that in our generation of Christianity, many have lost 
their tears. Not just the ordinary tears that comes down our faces when our emotions are stirred because we have watched. Mahilig po kayo sa Korean dito eh, no? Opo. Opo. Hindi po yung, that's not the tears that I'm talking about. Yung kapag na-stir yung emotion mo at uh, it's a good movie. It's a very touching movie, depressing movie. And then uh, tears coming down from your eyes. That I'm not talking about that. We're talking about the tears that overflows from our hearts. Because of our families, our friends, and the people that are dear to us are taking one step closer and closer to hell. The brokenness for the lost. The tears that is produced by that brokenness, that's what I'm talking about this afternoon. When was the last time you saw yourself in tears? When was the last time you shed a fair, tear, fair share of tears for your relatives? ko po, just like me, madami po tayong mga kamag-anak. We still have a lot of relatives that are unsaved. When was the last time you shed a tears? You shed tears for them. Can you still remember? May mga Sunday Do we have Sunday schoolers here? Kids that attend Sunday school, do we have here in this church? Do we have that in this church? Amen. Praise the Lord. Kasi meron kayo next generation. Opo. Last time, la, on my last trip here in the United States, 2018, I have, I have a few, I visited few churches na nagsabi po sa akin that they admitted that the pastor was honest enough. And uh, they said it's just a matter of years that this church would close. Kasi walang next generation. So I'm saying that because I want you to open your eyes. You are blessed here. Opo. So when you got youth, when you got young people, you got kids here in the Sunday school, it, it means Bergen Bible Baptist Church would, be, would still be here like uh, for uh, several more decades. Kasi may next generation po eh, di ba? Amen? Um, so now, if we have Sunday schoolers here, next question is, where are the teachers of the Sunday schoolers? May mga teachers po ba tayo? Amen. Praise the Lord. I thank God for your life. Opo. Ako, I, I grew up in Sunday school. I can still remember the name of my teacher. Si Ate Sally Baraka. She was my Sunday school teacher. Marie Paktao. Opo. Uh, parang two years old pa lang yata ako. No? One and a half. Natatanda ko na po si Daddy. Zero lang po. Joke lang. I was joking. Mukhang inaantok na kayo. Eh. Oh, may champurado pa po dyan. Oh, by the way, champorado is very good, ah. Napakasarap. Uh, tsaka yung tuyo. Um, but let's get serious. On a serious note, let me ask the Sunday schoolers. When was the last time that you weep for your students? Let me talk to the fathers. When was the last time that you weep for your son or for your daughter? And the same with the mothers. When was the last time you were in tears? When was the last time that you were down on your knees 
crying, shedding tears, begging God that they would grow up in the fear of the Lord. our kids would be spared from the work of the devil. Let me remind you, the devil wants your kids. Opo. It's about time we battle it with our tears. The same with the youth leaders. When was the last time that you prayed for a young man or a young lady that you disciple in this church? Go make a disciple. When was the last time that you prayed for them? That you shed a tear, shed a tear for them? Church, let me ask you, where are the weepers? Where are the tears? Who will weep for the next generation? who will cry before God in behalf of our kids, who will beg God to save our loved ones from hell. Who will do that? I remember one of the stories of Jesus about a man that had a visitor in the middle of the night, and that man went to his friend to ask for three loaves of bread. Do you remember that? Opo. Uh, he asked for three loaves of bread because he has nothing to set before his visiting friend. And... Um, because of his importunity, that's what the Bible says, pinagbigyan siya ng kaibigan niya. Now, let, as we relate that in our lives, when was the last time that you wake up in the middle of the night and knock on the doors of heaven and ask God to save someone that you know in behalf of someone? When was the last time that you did that? Someone said that the only person who can wake up the king in the middle of the night and ask for a piece of bread is the king's child. Apo. And let me say, or let me remind you, you're a child of the king. You have that privilege. Anytime you would want to knock the doors of heaven, God will listen. Because you're a child of the king. And um, when was the last time that you used that privilege coming before the king in the middle of the night and telling him about your burden that you have, uh, that you have for another person? And are you taking advantage of that privilege as a child of the king? But again, it says here, they that saw in tears shall reap in joy. They that saw in tears shall reap in joy. And then verse 6, he that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. In this verse, we can, uh, we can see that... Uh, we go, and we bear precious seeds. And it says here of verse 6, so he that goeth. So there's the going. And then bearing precious seed, there's the message. Our message is the Lord Jesus Christ. Napakaganda nga po ng message natin eh. Because our message fits anyone. It's not like the, uh, what the world offers. Sometimes it that, it's not good for girls. Sometimes it's not good for boys. Yeah, but our message is good for everyone. It's good for the old people, for the youngers, for the young ones. It's good for ladies, for men. 
And to anyone, uh, anyone in this earth, our message is good. Diba? Napakaganda ng ating message. So we have that, the precious seed. Uh, we, we, we still bear that. So yung po ang makikita natin dito, in going, yung sinasabi po dito, he that goeth forth, in going, it includes all our strategies. I don't know what you, what you do here. Ano po? I don't know what's, um, what are your programs here. But in the Philippines, of course, we have ours. Kila Pastor, alam ko, meron din. Sa Vietnam, uh, they use stitching. If I am right, if, if I'm not mistaken, they use stitching as a backdoor to win people to Christ. Um, I, have a, uh, I have a classmate po, Sinia, Pastor Sam, if you still remember him. Yung sinasabi niya po ay uh, kagaya lang po nung sinasabi niyo kagabi. Um, they were not allowed to worship publicly, so they call it the underground churches. Mga parang bahay lang, bodega na hindi mo alam, church pala. Ano po? So, each of us, we have, we have our own strategy. Ano po? We have our own programs. So, dito po, in, in this word, going, or he that goeth, it includes all our strategies, our ways, on how to witness, how to get people to come, and how to win people to Christ. And then, yung precious seed is the Bible. It is the gospel message. And up until now, I still believe that this Bible is precious. This message is precious. Do you still believe that? Amen. Now, here's the question. If the Bible is precious, if we have a good message, if we have an unchanging message, and if we have a powerful message, why then do we have so little fruits? Why? Why do we have so little fruits? Why do we have a few results? And again, I think the answer is in verse 5 and 6. So let's look at verse 5 and 6 again. It says here, They that saw in tears shall weep in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheep with him. There is sowing, verse 5 and 6, there is sowing, there is going. And I believe we have that in this church. We have the Bible, we have the precious message. And we try to, to, to sow this, ano, itanim ito, plant this in the hearts of men. And then we have the going. I heard that uh, you've been doing gospel track distribution. We have that. We have Bible studies that's considered going. We are inviting people to church that consider that's considered going. But here's the question, church. Here's the question. Where are the tears? There is sowing in most, about, in most churches. There is sowing. There is going. But there are no tears. There is no weeping. At another time, two Salvation Army officers set out to found a new... To found um, a new work, only to meet with uh, failure and opposition. Frustrated and tired, they appealed to general, to the general. Alam niyo Salvation Army, Army, di ba? General Booth. Yep. So frustrated and tired, they appealed to the general to close the rescue mission. General Booth sent back a telegram with two words. A telegram with two words on it. And it reads, Try tears. The 
gets his message. Try tears. And they followed his advice and they witnessed a mighty revival. We have the going, we have the sowing, but where are the tears? Are you weeping for the lost souls? Are you broken for the dying souls of men? Last April, I heard a pastor sharing his testimony, sharing a testimony. Last April po ito, I heard a pastor sharing a testimony about the blessing that he experienced in attending a church anniversary of his fellow pastor. He said, I attended the anniversary. And in that anniversary, they have more than 200 visitors. More than 200. And then after the service, he asked the pastor, how long did you invite, um, how long did it take you to have this much visitors? 200. More than 200 attendees and um, more than 100 prof professions of faith on that anniversary service. So he asked, how long did it uh, took you to gather this much visitor? And they said, the pastor said, we invited all of this, all of them, in two weeks. Wow. Right? Wow, diba? Yun ang reality. Wow. 200, two weeks. Nag-invite ka ng, you invited people. And then in two weeks, more than 200 people would come. Mas madami pa sa church attendance. Hindi ba? Wow. Pagkatapos, after that, the pastor, the, pa the pastor who had the anniversary said, we invited uh, these folks for two weeks, but he said, before that, three months ago, he said, before the anniversary, three months ago, we asked all the members, we gave all the members a piece of paper and a pen. And a pen. And then I told the church members, write down every name that you wanted to be in this anniversary. And every one of them, nilagyan po nila, sinulit nila yung mga pangalan, people that they wanted to be a part or to, they wanted to come on that anniversary. And then he said, parang they have, they have more than 400 names. And then they said, every day, three months ago, every day, we prayed for each and every one of them to come during anniversary. We prayed for them. We cry before God and beg God, send these people. And on anniversary, they have more than 200, 200 visitors. You know why? Because there was sowing, there was going, and there was tears. There was tears. Tapos po tayo. Amen? Let me leave you with this closing statement. I know that there have been plans, programs, and strategies in the past on how to do evangelism. This is the same with ours. Every year, every year it changes. Eh. Every year, when you, it's not hard to figure out that it's not working. 
Opo. So you you pray and then you you try to do a little bit something na bago. Ano po? Uh, you try you try new approach. So I know that there have been plans, mga kapatid, mga programs po kayo, strategies in this church in the past on how to do evangelism. And as you evaluate and try to keep some of the strategies um, that we did in the past, in the past year, ano sa tingin nyo ang kulang? What do you think is missing? Can you say, can you say honestly, can we honestly say that it has been fruitful? Or can we really say honestly, may mga results but not as many as we wanted to see? Kasi as for us, ganyan po eh. Opo. May mga struggles din po kami sa field. Opo. Um, especially right now in the Philippines, nasana yung mga tao, they were, they're used to, ano, yung online service. Opo. Ganyan po sa amin, sa uh, Pilipinas ngayon. But again, in this year, if everything else, alam ko magpaplano po kayo. I know you would do that. I know you would strategize. I know you would come up with some um, mga methods. Alam ko gagawa po kayo niyan. But in this year, if everything else, and every if everything, every approach fails, let me suggest, uh, let me, I, I strongly suggest you try brokenness for the souls. You try that. Brokenness for the souls of men. Let me quote, let me quote Pastor Emmanuel T. Kizon. Tagalog po, of course, Filipino, di ba? I-English nyo lang po sa mga ano, anak nyo po. Ano? But let me quote Dr. Emmanuel T. Kizon. Sabi niya po sa akin, I had the privilege of traveling with him for a uh, few months noon po, kumakanta. Sabi niya po sa akin, nang simulan ko ang IBMA, durug na durug ang puso ko para sa mga kaluluwa ng Pilipino. And of course, I'm, I, I'm an IBMA missionary, but I'm not saying this as an IBMA missionary, but I can say that IBMA is blessed with souls. IBMA is blessed with souls of men. IBMA is blessed with harvest of souls. But then I remember, sabi ni Pastor Kizon, nang simulan ko ang IBMA, durug na durug ang puso ko para sa mga kaluluwa ng Pilipino. Brokenness for the souls of men. In church, let me say as I close, try brokenness. Try brokenness. And again, not mere emotionalism, not shallow sentimentality, try tears. Amen? Magandang hapon po, Pastor Sam.